listening to the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message is from our most recent weekend service located on our downtown Brea campus. We hope you are encouraged and strengthened from today's episode. Now for a timely message from Senior Pastor Kelly Fellows. So last week, we unpacked the second, sesh, the second section, verses 7 through 11. And go ahead and put that, uh, that slide up there. We were reminded the importance of God's word, his laws, his instructions, his commands. And we saw in these five verses, man, there's rewards if we will get God's word into us and live it out. And here were the rewards we saw, remember? I mean, it was full, it was packed, it almost didn't fit on an entire slide. It revives our soul, it offers me wisdom, it teaches me right and wrong, it brings me joy, it gives me clarity, it shows me truth, it's finer than than wealth, and it's better for me than desserts. That's what we read in the scripture last week, and it's true. This is why we journal. This is why I ask you, we gave this to you. Bring your journal, open it up, and begin to capture what God is saying. All right, that's why we gather every Sunday to hear God's word. This isn't just some Christian party or some Christian country club where we're trying to have some sort of social activity. We want to hear God's word and believe and, and, and pray that it would transform us. I think you've noticed And because you're a smart congregation, we have smart people here at Refinery Church. And I know that you can see what I've been doing this entire month. If you're paying attention at the beginning of the month, we gave you a tool called our life journal. And we said, open it up so that you could get into God's word. I've asked various people. Craig was today. I've asked various people on Sunday to read what God is speaking to them from their journal. We've been posting our social media. We've ramped up our Instagram and our Facebook, and we've been posting on social media devotionals for you every single week. We're going to be ramping that up even more this week. I've had the word of God spoken out loud on Sundays. Do you see what we're doing? We've camped out on one chapter. I'm being very intentional that we want to get God's word into you and you into God's word because I believe that is the thing that we need in this world today. You've got all the information at your fingertips. Simply open up your phone. But what you need is more than information. You need transformation and transformation comes from God's word. Because refinery is a place where transformation happens, not just information happens. Refinery is a place where transformation and its potential is realized, not just information conveyed. And potential understood, but actually realized. And that comes from God's word. See, I'm your senior pastor and I have a particular role and I have an assignment that was given to me by Jesus and it was reinforced by the early apostles. Matthew chapter 28, verse 20 and Ephesians chapter four, verse 12. I don't have the scriptures on the screen. I have them memorized because it is my job description. It is my role and responsibility. And Jesus said there in Matthew chapter 28, one of the last things Jesus said, he says, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all I have commanded. It's my job description as a pastor. Make disciples. Teach people to obey God's word. And the second, the clarifying, is found in Ephesians chapter 4, where the apostle Paul says this, equip the saints for the work of the gospel. So that's what I'm doing. This month of January, you're seeing I'm being very intentional about equipping you to do that which you are called to do. And I hope you can see it. Today, here's what I want to do. And I invite you to join me. 
Open up your journal. Write on the top of your page there a title of today's message, and it's called Words Matter. Everybody say Words Matter. Words matter right there in your journal. You can be taking notes and follow along with me. If you don't have a journal, we have them available in the back. They're only 10 bucks. That's how much it costs us to produce them. So we just want to recoup some of that cost. Today, I want to pull out just for the next few minutes, just about 15 minutes, I want to pull out a little golden nugget at the very end of Psalm chapter 19. It's the last section and it's one simple verse. Yet it's extremely practical. My friend Dino over here uh, gave me a huge compliment today. So, Pastor Kelly, I love how you can take one verse and you just shine a light on it and you show the practicality of God's word. And, and I appreciate that, Dino. It's true. That's why my prayer every single week, every time I open my mouth, I pray this prayer. Take a look on the screen. Psalm chapter 19, verse 14 says, May the words of my mouth... And the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I've been praying this prayer since I was a young Christian every day when I wake up. Matter of fact, I love uh, the show The Chosen. How many of you guys been watching The Chosen or seen the, the show The Chosen? I love how they show the, the followers of Jesus. One of the things he teaches them the first thing in the morning, they get up and they pray. And they put their hands out, whether they're crawling out of their tent or whatever, and they just give God glory. It's, it's so good. And every morning, I pray this prayer. I wake up out of my bed, and I start making my way to the uh, facilities. And <laughs> the first thing I say is, God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart today be pleasing in your sight. Oh, Lord God, my rock and my redeemer. And there's so much in that one verse that I just want to spend a little bit of time on that. A couple of things to notice in this passage of scripture is I'm blown away in all of chapter 19. You've journeyed with us if you've been here for the last couple of weeks. It starts with the universe, right? We read it today. Take a look at the universe. Consider God's glory and how massive he is, how incredible he is. And then he focuses us down onto the sun, Right? The Holy Spirit says, okay, now take a look at the sun. You've been looking at the universe, now focus on the sun. Look at it, how it runs to and fro and how you can count on it, how you need it. All right, so you see with the, trend, the, the progression here. We're looking for the universe, then we look at the sun. And then the last few verses this last week were, now look at God's word. He ties God's word and the importance of God's word to our, the importance and the need for the sun. And now we segue, check this out. We segue from the awesomeness of God to the power and the need of God's word, to now you and me. And now it becomes personal. It's not just look at how awesome God is. Consider his instructions and his commands. Now it comes to you and me. And he actually shows the most important aspects of you and me. Your heart and your mouth. Mm-hmm. Both can get you into trouble. Isn't that right? That's why I believe the Holy Spirit focuses on this. See, we really need to understand that our words and our meditations are important, don't you think? See, the Holy Spirit could have tied all sorts of things to the awesomeness of God and the need and the power of his word. He could have connected our practices of worship. Right? The Holy Spirit could have said, consider the universe, consider my word, and now when you gather, make sure that you are functioning and behaving in such a way. He could have done that, but he didn't. 
He could have talked about how you work and how you live and the mission that you're on. He could have said, consider God and his handiwork. Consider his word and his instructions. And now when you're out and about, make sure that you're living that out. But he didn't do that. He didn't say that. He could have said the way you treat people. He could have said, consider the universe and the care that God placed in, the, in, in making everything. Consider his word and how it cares. And now you should go and care for the sick and the homeless and the needy. And all of these things are right and good, but that isn't what the Holy Spirit focused in on this passage of scripture. At the very end, he ties it all up with saying, let the words of your mouth and the meditations of your heart be pleasing to God. You know why? Words matter. Everybody say words matter. Words matter. Do you see it? Words matter. He connects it to our mouth and our heart. So let's look at this for the rest of our time. It's implied on the positioning of this verse that our words and our thoughts the meditations of our heart, should align with God's word, right? That's the positioning of this passage of scripture. We start large, we start to focus in, and then we bring it to God's word, and the very next thing, it begins to say, now our words. So our words should align with God. Because of this importance of phrase, this phrase, words matter. Words matter. Write it down. Put it on the screen, guys. Show that again. Words matter. Turn to the person next to you, whether you came with them or not. Let's do the pastor churchy thing and tell them words matter. matter. Come on. They do. Look what it says in Proverbs 18, 21. One of my favorite passages of scripture reminds me regularly to eh, control what I'm saying. It says this. Let's all read this together. Ready? Begin. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Life and death, right there in that, that little muscle in your mouth is powerful, right? Yes. It's true. Remember the old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me? Bull honky, that is not true. That ain't true, that ain't true. If you ever were in junior high, which most of us were, you know words hurt, right? Because junior hires can be some of the meanest people in the world. I love them, I do, but man, they can be mean. Words hurt. Words hurt. They can tear down or they can build up. Isn't that right? They can create... Or they can destroy. Think about this for a second. Dino, I'm going to have you stand up, my friend Dino. My big friend, give it up for Dino. Come on. (laughs) Words. Just words. Dino, I want you to know, man, I love you. I truly do love you, and you know that. And I appreciate you're here early. You're the first one here. I think maybe Alvaro might be, but you, I know you unlock the place on Sundays. You make sure it's set up. And you do it with a smile on your face. Dude, that, that makes me so happy. That encourages me. Not only all that, you do this with an attitude. And when I see you talking to people, man, they walk away with a smile on their face. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Can you give it up for Dino? You can be seated. Dino, how does that make you feel, man? Really good. It's true, too. I'm not just making up words, okay? I'm not just blowing smoke up here. Mm, anything. The, this is true. Now, if I call up somebody else and have them stand up here and say, you idiot, you suck. You're fat. You need to lose some weight. 
Come on, get on the treadmill for a little while. Come on. Matter of fact, you're a loser. You're never going to amount to much. Why don't you get yourself a real job? Just words. Matter of fact, some of you are already feeling uncomfortable. And I'm not even saying it to you. Words matter. They have the power to build up. They have the power to tear down, don't they? They have the power to create. Let me show you something. Imagine an elephant. Picture that elephant. White elephant. Big, long ivory tusks. And on the back of that elephant is a, is a colorful blanket, whatever color you want it to be. Do you see it? I just created with words an image in your mind. Do you know that all that you're seeing around here started as words? The light in this ceiling, the floor that we're in, the yard, all of it started as words that were spoken or written. Then they were transformed into a vision. And then that vision was acted upon. Words matter. Words matter. This is why the Holy Spirit ties the awesomeness of God, the power of his word, to the words in our mouth and the meditations in our heart. It's serious. And I think, I think we humans have forgotten the power of words because we've thrown them around like they don't really mean anything or we throw them around and we hurt people, sometimes unintentionally, sometimes intentionally. I remember some kids in school, they knew the power of their words and they used it to push everybody down so that they would be built up. Power of words. Listen what the Holy Spirit says through David all the way back at the beginning of Psalm chapter 1. It says, oh, the joys who do not follow the advice, the words of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, sharing words, or joining in with mockers, using words. But they delight in the law, the word of God, and they meditate on it day and night. And what are those people like? Here it is. They are like trees planted along the riverbanks, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. See what that's saying? Instead of taking the words of others in and absorbing them in and experiencing the death that comes from that, it says take God's word in. Let that seed of God's word marinate, meditate in your heart, and then let there be fruit from that. Now, some have translated this to actions. I believe it's actually the words of our mouth is the fruit. I believe that the fruit from those meditations are the words that we speak. And let me show you why I believe that to be true. Because of what Jesus said. Jump all the way over to the New Testament. Matthew chapter 12. Listen to what Jesus says. Jesus is talking to the most wordy people of his time. The religious leaders. They were always talking. They were always babbling. They were always convicting. They were always accusing. They were speaking words and speaking words and speaking words. And listen to what Jesus says. He says, a tree, get it, is identified by its fruit. We just read in Psalm about a tree and its fruit. 
Jesus says a tree is identified by its fruit, right? Good. If a tree is good, its fruit will be what? Good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be? All right, Jesus. Captain Obvious, there it is. Here's what he says. Now he points it out. He says, you brood of snakes. Talking to these religious leaders. How could evil men like you speak what is good and right? Here it is. For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Fruit, tree, heart, words. Mm. For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you, to prove this point, Jesus says, I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for what? Every idle word you speak. That's not an idle word like a car idling, just sitting there doing nothing. It actually means an idle word means a word that is not accomplishing, a word that is simply a wasted word. Oh, it, it, it's a waste. It's, it's babbling. It's senseless. These words, the words you say will acquit you or condemn you. Matthew chapter 12, verses 33 through 37. Jesus connects our heart and our words and calls them the fruit of our heart. Out of the heart come all the issues of life. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. A little later, Jesus clarifies this in chapter 15, the importance of our words. Take a look what it says. It says, but the words you speak come from where? From where? The The heart. That's what defiles you. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. These are what defiles you. Eating with unwashed hands, that won't defile you. It's pretty clear. Words matter, don't they? Words matter. Words matter. That's why I pray Psalm chapter 19, verse 14, every single day. Not because it's some religious duty, not because I'm such a holy man, not just because I'm some pastor that, well, that's my job description. I got to pray every morning, so what should I pray? No, I pray it because I want my words to give honor and glory to God. Everything that I say, because I have the opportunity to build up. And I have the opportunity to tear down. I have the ability and the opportunity to speak life. Or to criticize, critique, and judge. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart because that's where those words come from. Be pleasing in your sight, O Lord God, my rock and my redeemer. Meditating on his word and letting his word come out of your mouth. Do you know today when we read Psalm chapter 19, and this is no judgment, but for many of you, that's the most you've ever spoken God's word in your life. Wow, 14 verses, man, that's a lot. For others of you, man, that's a regular occurrence. I pray that you would eat the fruit that comes from words of life. So as we wrap up today, go ahead and come on up here, Tatiana. As we wrap up here today, you know I'm a man of practical application. And I know some of you are going, well, he's wrapping up. He hasn't given us the application part. 
I got two questions for you. Take a look on the screen. My questions from PS19 are this. Are my words, ask yourself this, are my words fresh, that is good fruit, or are they spoiled bad fruit? You got to ask yourself that question. You got to ask yourself, are my words fresh fruit, or are they spoiled fruit? Search your heart. We started that during our communion time. God, how are my words? How are my words? Before I get into the second question, I'm reminded of a story because I have a couple minutes here. My friend Jerry Dearman pastors The Rock here in Anaheim. We have been friends, I don't know, long time, 30 years. He was a youth pastor in El Monte when I was a youth pastor in Hesperia, and we used to share and exchange notes and ideas, and we began to build a bond with one another. And over the years, our families would hang out together. I remember Jerry and Kimberly, his wife, attended Rachel's one-year birthday party. That was 25 years ago, and that's how we continued to hang out. Later on, there would be a season of my life where he invited him and his wife, invited Leah and I to be on staff with them at The Rock. And our, part, our friendship grew into a partnership in ministry. If somebody came to me today and said, oh, Pastor Kelly, you know, I was at The Rock the other day and I, I overheard Pastor Jerry say that, well, you're looking really old, Kelly, and, and your hair is gone and man, you're over there in Brea, and, and they would start telling me that Jerry was kind of dissing me, you know? I wouldn't believe it. I'd say, nope, that's a lie. Because years ago, years ago, Jerry corrected me on something. I began to speak to Jerry. We were out traveling somewhere, and I said, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? And there was, it was gossip. I'll admit it, it was gossip. This guy had done this thing and said these words. And I said, Jerry, did you hear about that? And he said, you know, Kelly, I, I haven't heard about that. And really, I, I don't want to hear about it. I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, Kelly, I committed years ago that I'm going to make sure that I only talk good about people. My dad used to tell me when I was a kid, if you can't say something good, don't say anything at all. Right? And he said, I learned from the Bible that my words matter. And he goes, and Kelly, I want you to know that commitment. And I don't want you to feel guilty or bad about it because I was feeling guilty and bad. I'm like, oh, man, you're right. I'm an idiot. He goes, no, 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 no. I don't want you to feel bad. I want you to know this, Kelly. I want you to feel good because you can know this. I'll never talk about you. I'll never talk bad about you because I'm committed to never speaking ill of anyone. So to this day, I know that I can share something with Jerry and it stays with Jerry because he's committed that the words of his mouth and the meditations of his heart are pleasing to God. Man, it feels good to, to know confidently that his words will never speak ill of me. How are your words? I'm not here to make you feel guilty or to condemn you. Today, you can make that commitment to say, God, I want fruitful words. The second question up there is, how do I grow good, fruitful words that come from my mouth? What are some practical things? Because I have some habits, I have some ways that I speak that I need to change. Here's what I'm gonna do for you. I'm gonna try something this week. We've been ramping up our social media, our Instagram and Facebook, thanks to Mr. Elijah right here. It's been looking good, come on. 
And what we're going to do is normally I give you like three or four or five little points of practicality how to take home. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send them to you via our social media this week. And I'm going to do little short videos. I'm going to do four little short videos on how you can grow good fruit from your mouth. All right. So go to our social media at We Are Refinery on Instagram and on Facebook. And, and starting on Tuesday, I'm going to give you little little videos. I'm going to I want you to take this home and I want you to apply it this week. And then on Friday, we're going to send out an email with all those little points so everybody can get it. See, I want I want to send this stuff out to you. I want to get you guys processing this. This is more than just Sunday morning. I want it to go all the way through the week. OK. And then if you don't get the social media and you don't get the email, I'll have a bunch in the back next Sunday, okay? For all you old school people who are going, I don't do social media and I don't know what the heck email is. That's okay too. We'll have those in the back for you. So I'm going to give you those practicalities on how to grow good fruit out of your mouth. But now let's close with this. Consider number one. Question number one. How's the fruit? out of your mouth. Maybe right now, in the quietness of this moment, for just about three more minutes, you need to repent. You've said some things you feel guilty about. You've said some things that have hurt someone unjustly. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Another translation says, to clean us from the stink Unrighteousness stinks, like dirtiest jobs. You're dirty. God says, confess those sins, and I'll forgive you, and you'll be refreshed. So maybe you spoke some words. Tell God. Tell God, say, God, forgive me. Teach me, O Lord, how to be a person who speaks words of life and not death. In the quietness of the moment, I invite you to maybe bow your head, close your eyes. Just kind of get into a little private place with God and search your heart. And maybe today, this day begins the day where you begin to pray that prayer from Psalm 1914 says, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Oh, Lord God, my rock and my redeemer. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you were blessed by today's message. For more great content and information about Refinery Church, find us at wearerefinery.com and our socials, We Are Refinery. If you would like to help support and give to the ministry, visit our website at wearerefinery.com forward slash give. See you on our next episode at the Refinery Church Podcast.